Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Sweet Release Healing Roundtable Podcast. We'll see where this goes tonight. Um, I am joined tonight by Charity, Jenny, and Carlene, as well as our fantastic producers, Morgan and Sharon. I'm Andrea Lovett from Sweet Release Healing. Tonight's topic is going to be signs of enlightenment. Since I have loud neighbors tonight, I'm going to hand it off immediately. Who wants to talk about their signs of enlightenment? I can, I can start. Um, so to me, it starts with the awareness, right? It starts with self-awareness and then also the awareness of things happening around you and then the like integration of both. Um, I think that's absolutely the first step in it, at least, is to become aware of um, the positive and negative things that you as a person hold, as well, well as the world outside of you. And then, like I said, the integration of both, how do you influence the world around you and how does it influence you? I think that's a good first step. Yeah. Do you think, do you think you just picked it up naturally? Because like with enlightenment and I was thinking about it, you know, sometimes we refer to that, like when you're being awakened, but I got to thinking about it and it's not really like this last time was like the hardest hit, like with realizing things, but it's kind of happened all throughout, right? Like those tidbits and that connection to knowing there's another, another world than the one that we're physically walking in. Um, and for me, it's been a little bit at a time, like, um, a peeling off like over the years and each time it gets a little bit more and that peel that peels off is a little bit thicker, peeled off a little bit thicker, peeled off. But, but do you think initially though, it's kind of like, you don't know it exactly until like you get to a certain layer that's peeled off and then you look back and you realize, oh, that's a part of it just from my experience, because that's what I have to look at because I don't. It wasn't all at once, but then sometimes like this past year, it felt like it was all at once, but it wasn't. Like I can look back to my 20s where it started and just progressively peeling off what I would, what I was willing to let go of and accept as truth and knowledge. Yes. Yeah, I think if I look back on it, there's been little moments of, of, of peeling. And then when it got to the threshold of like, you're a wizard, Harry, that it was like, oh, and then I just dove, base jumped headfirst down the rabbit hole, grabbing as much information as I could. Um, and it felt like getting whacked in the face by cosmic two by fours all the time. Everything I did was this massive upheaval. Um, and it took a friend of mine to kind of help me settle and help me ground. She's like, you literally can't learn everything all at once, much less all in this lifetime. I need you to breathe. And then I went too far the other direction um, and come back center. And so it's a, it's a consistent like pendulum for me. It's been, but there, there gets this threshold moment where you have the choice of, I had the choice. I can either peek behind the veil and am forever changed, or I can stay right here. And either one's fine, mm -hmm. but I ripped that veil off like a Disney movie just whoosh, yeah. and got blinded by the sun, you know? I bought heavy drapes in my house so I could fling them open like a Disney movie. Oh, I love it. I do like that. That's nice. Um, <laughs> you talk about it as like peeling back layers. To me, it's kind of like you find another puzzle piece that fits the overall puzzle. And so, yeah. well, but like little by little, you're just adding pieces, learning more knowledge seeing it all from new perspectives constantly. That I do yeah. like from new perspectives constantly. And each little bit, it, so we peel off and then it kind of gets transmuted and added back in a different way. So 
this not knowing turns into knowing and then we choose where that goes. So it's never really discarded, right? Same thing, universal no. law of mass and matter. Right. Um, it doesn't it doesn't go away unless we need it to, like, you know, self-limiting beliefs. But even then we transmute that into something else. So it we is a constant alchem alchemical process. Yeah. Yeah. Take it and turn it. You turn yeah. it from you take what was told and you find the truth of it and then you organize it within. Yep. So that it makes sense with what you feel and know and see. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And two yeah. conflicting truths can be true at the same time. And that was one of the hardest things to learn is because we live in this existence where it is either or when it is yeah. yes and it's both and it, mm -hmm. these die. I always want to say diametric, which I do not think is the right word. Um, the dichotomy, uh, the opposing, we think it, we have to pick sides when it's the same thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's both and. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's such a big thing to try to like wrap your head around too, because we are such like, goes back to the labeling. Like we want everything mm -hmm. to have its space. It's this or the, uh, yeah. And sometimes it just doesn't. No, this it just is what it is. Like, but you know it, like for what it is, and that's hard to explain sometimes. Like, it is because mm -hmm. good. It because we we're just we don't have the language for it yet, right? We learn the language of of these the opposing nature of things. And it's really hard to explain to someone else when we don't really have a full grasp of what's going on. We're seeing all of these, you know, purple flowers and pink dragons and, um, you know, all this different stuff. And it's really difficult to go, Hey, like for me, I was nine months ago old when I learned that people aren't seeing things with their physical peepers that it's in their brain. Sometimes it's like physically in their eyeballs and physically in their ear holes. Um, but like nine months ago, I've been on this journey for two and a half years and I only recently realized, wait, you're not literally seeing something. Oh, nobody told me that. Everybody assumed I knew that. No, I didn't know that. Oh, sorry. Just on that one. No, you were talking about seeing it. Yeah. Some people do. Right on. More power to you. Yeah. I just don't. And so I was like, I'm broken. Something's wrong with me. No, no. no. I, had a whole, I had a whole talk with my team today about, because um, I saw that somebody said that they were able to see things now and whatever. And I am, that's a constant thing that I'm like, I want to be able to do that. And, um, I have a really big fear behind that though. Like if they were to actually do that, I would be scared shitless. Okay. Like they can't just do that to me and they know that. And so we had a whole conversation about like, yeah, you got to kind of like work on your fear with that though. <laughs> and I was like, can you like test it though? And they're like, it, are you sure you want to do that? Cause we don't want, basically they were like, we don't want you to like, like back up. Basically, they were like, you need to keep progressing and we don't want this to be a fallback kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, okay, well, I'll get back to you on that, though. Yeah. Um, I am a fainting goat. I am a fainting goat. If you, we, there is an understanding that you don't get to pop up out of, around corners because oh, I'm done. <laughs> Check me when I wake up because I will, like... My adrenaline, my knee-jerk reaction is just poof. Uh, and so we've had that talk too. It's like, look, I really want to see you guys, but I really can't have you moaning Myrtle popping out of the sink. We can't do that, just so you know. And we're going to knock on wood. Um, so far, they haven't. They've slammed, they've, they've, done, they, like, they've slammed things to get my attention. Um, and it's a little bit of a jump scare, but it's not a fainting goat. Wow. Yeah, I just, I like to see them. Like, I, but if you're not, you, not gonna lie, first couple of times, scared the crap out of me. I was like, ah, hello. 
That's funny. I was like bowed up and I'm like, oh, I don't know who you are, but okay. So I get it. But then I'm like, Can you just show me who you really are. Just show me who you really are, please. And then it gets so much better. But I um that's something I never think about. Jenny explaining, like Jenny explaining that you see within your mind. And and for me, I guess because that's that's the main way, because I don't like y'all's as chaos. Like I don't like that all over the place. So I'd rather just see something scary or whatever, but it's really not what you asked me. I just, um, I didn't think about how that was working. You know, like she was saying she didn't realize until nine months ago that that's what it was. I mean, I know it, I saw it, I can tell you where it's at, but I never processed that fact of that that's how that happens or that's how it's perceived and received um, sometimes. But I get the whole jump scare. Like if you can jump scare me in, in the physical realm, it's physical reaction. It just is. <laughs> but the other one, it, it, and it's knee-jerk reaction. It's not like, it's just a knee-jerk reaction. I might but as well really. be stepping on a snake. Saying <laughs> withdrawal. Yes. Truly. And run. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Andrea, um, she is muted right now because her neighbors are building things, um, and it's making some noise. So she hasn't chimed in because she's, she's muted, but she made a video that I, uh, I saw on Instagram yesterday. Uh, I don't know how long it was, but I do know that I sat in my house staring at it like this the entire time. I was like, excuse me. And it was about fear. And she just popped up. It was the very first thing and read me to fucking filth. And I was like, mm -hmm. I, I, just to, I just had to put my phone down and walk away because I couldn't tell if I wanted to cry or laugh or hug her. I was like traumatized for a second because it, man, it hit so good. So if you haven't seen it yet, you absolutely need to go find it. Maybe uh, Morgan can link it in the show notes in on like the pot. I don't know. 10 out of 10. But this morning I'm driving in my Tahoe. She's a tank, right? And there's a stick on the road. I'm in high snake alert mode because the weather has been prime snake weather here. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there's a stick on the road that looks like a snake. And in my tank of a vehicle, I still had that, that adrenaline rush, that pull back, slam the brakes on type of a thing. And so it's really interesting. It made me immediately think of the video yesterday how ingrained our fear is now I understand from an evolutionary anthropological standpoint that snakes have been uh, a threat for eons upon eons and it's hard to get rid of that overnight but it's still there so how many lifetimes have we had fear in a certain area um, that is affecting our enlightenment in this lifetime all of that was to ask that question i think it's a very valid point though for all of that to be heard and to ask that question because i think it does like Enlightenment. Okay, like when you're younger, you hear people talk about being enlightened, and, and you can reach enlightenment um, through certain things. And maybe you can. I don't know because I'm not there. But for me, it's kind of like you said. Like <clears throat> it's not just this life and the progression of it, or the peeling off of the layers, or the putting of the puzzle pieces together. But it's actually each one of those. Each one of them would be an enlightened stage within the human, like. Um, condition or construct here. So it's like each one of those would be a piece of enlightenment. And it's like, and within each one of those life is a piece of it. And within this one, because I've learned from all of those, this is another step of enlightenment. I hope to God I am enlightened in the next one. By that time, like I am so, I hope I am. <laughs> yeah. So, but I really think that you know, those fears that stop it. And that's why it's this progressive thing all along is because those fears are tough. Like for a lack of better words, it's just, you think you're going to be over something or you think you're going to get past it. And it is that knee jerk reaction that stops. Yep. I think it's a really valid point to bring up the fear in it. And, and it's part, it's part of the enlightenment because we don't know what's coming next. And right. as a species, we are afraid of the unknown. Even walking in a dark room, we know what the room looks like, but because it's dark, we don't know. And so our brain goes, Ooh, danger, danger. And 
ripping that veil off and taking a step over the threshold, we don't know what to expect. And our our ego, our self-preservation kicks in and it can, it can really like play with stuff. So, you know, Andrea talks about the unbalanced ego and I find that a lot in the very beginning. Um, and then, you know, at, at big milestones, we start second guessing ourselves or, you know, pulling back or drawing in or pushing away uh, instead of leaning in. I find for me personally, like I'm doing it right now in this space, I can feel myself trying to push away instead of lean in. Not right now, but just over the past week. I feel like that's a natural part of this spiritual awakenings leading toward enlightenment, though. We are never going to fully reach enlightenment in a human skin until all of humanity gets to that point. It's not going to be something for individuals and everybody can be better than each other. Every spiritual awakening, though, has brought more chaos and more fear and more unknown and then made me face it mm-hmm. on my trip on the road of ever approaching alignment through enlightenment. But again, I don't think it's something we're ever going to actually get to in a, in a human body because exactly what we were saying, the human body has been outfitted for over 300,000 years to be afraid first and ask questions later or never. It's just yeah. run, book it, go. We were meant to be flooded with that because that's what kept us alive for so long. <clears throat> but now enlightenment comes along and our spiritual awakenings and it says, well, actually, you don't have to do that anymore. And uh, this person over here is not good for you and your gifts start supercharging. And we sit there going, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? Oh, my God, what's happening to me? Oh, my God, why am I feeling these things? You're thrust into it because you've signed up to be ahead of time. One of my biggest spiritual awakenings, like the one that had a huge profound effect on me, happened in 2020. I had just moved into my new house. It was all in my name. And I was so proud of myself for like doing this on my own independent, like my marriage had fallen apart. And I was like, fuck this. I'm not falling apart with it. Pulled it together, moved, excuse me, 700 miles north with my kids. Yeah, this is where like bought my house. I bought my house right before COVID hit. Like right, like the week before COVID hit, we closed, moved in and then bam, we were on lockdown. And I was like, cool. I got boxes to unpack. Anyhow, I'm happy to stay in the house for three weeks. Little did I know, but I digress. I brought my kid to daycare because my business was starting to take off and I needed time. I could not balance all the clients that were coming in and him at the same time. So I was like, you know what? He's going to go play with other kids. It's right down the street walk down the street, drop him off. I was walking back. I picked up a can, just a random can. I don't even, I think it was like Pepsi or some shit. It was just a can. I picked it up because it was trash and I put it in my recycle bin. And 20 minutes later, they were like, Hey, guess what? You did the work for another spiritual awakening and we're ever approaching toward enlightenment. And I was like, Oh, come the fuck on. I don't think that that is talked about enough. It's the simple acts in highest light that lead to spiritual awakening after spiritual awakening after spiritual awakening in the same life that continue to force us and push us toward enlightenment. And it's a chaotic, messy process. It's not pretty. It makes you face so many inner truths. It makes you face this every shadow part of myself, everything I thought I knew. This was the time where I really leaned away from so many relationships because I was like, fuck, these are not good for me anymore. This was the time where I started seeing like my ex-husband and I were living together for a while, especially through COVID. And, you know, we were trying to make the relationship work one more time. And I saw it. I saw it for what it was in that, in that awakening. And I'm thankful for it because I'm thankful for the me I am now from the process. But when I was in in it, I couldn't, I didn't have that gratitude. I didn't have that awareness. I didn't have that enlightened thought process. Because for me, Campbell calls that the dark night of the soul. And sometimes it feels like not, it's not fun. It's, it's, it's rough. It is rough. It's, it tends to be a fast process doesn't tend to drag on for too long. So for anybody listening, if you feel like you've been in the dark night of the soul for more than like a month, we need to talk. 
I will help you with this. For me, like you guys were talking about, how enlightenment felt for you. For me, it's always like a spiral staircase. And I get to see the mosaic at the bottom of the staircase better with the more work I've done to climb the staircase. It always appears to me like that. It's always a spiral up. And of, of course, there are times where I cling to the staircase and I'm like, my legs hurt and I don't want to go anymore. And I want a nap and a cookie. And I have a whole tantrum. I just had one. I literally just had a tantrum with them the other day. I sent them all the heartache I had inside of me and I just sent it to them. And I was like, this is what it feels like and why I fight you so much. And they were like, oh, oh, yeah, oh. And I'm like, how do, you, how do none of you know this? You're supposed to be my fucking guides. You're supposed to watch me and be in charge of me. I can't do this by myself. I'm a mess. What the hell? They've never been in the meat suit. So they're like, I don't understand why, like you're, you're what do you, what, 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 a cookie? What is a cookie? And you're like, dopamine, give me my fucking cookie. It's delightful. Where's my gold star? I just did that. Do, do I not get any recognition? Motherfucker, you want to. Just, I love this. You know what Jess just asked? Do we, do you think we give spirit awakenings too? No, I think we give them headaches. Yeah. Headaches, tantrums, fits, yeah. problems, stubbornness. Because they're already in enlightenment. They're already detached from yeah. it. They already know we're fine. They're like, you're fucking fine. And I'm like, of course I am, because you're looking down at the rat in the maze. You're looking down at the construct. The rat in the maze does not know it's fine. All it knows is that shit is real and it's stuck and it's trying to get to some cheese. That's all it knows. Yeah. All I know is I like cheese. Yes, on several levels, yeah. Fucking love cheese. Does not love me. I fucking love cheese. Trying to get through the goddamn maze to get the cheese. And I don't even know what the cheese looks like anymore in this life. Maybe there's multiple pieces of cheese. I don't know. Um, red so, Jenny, I genuinely love that you brought up the fear thing, though. Because profound thought I had yesterday... I was um, revamping, some, I don't know what to call it. So I call it ward juice. It's like, it's like a liquid, that, like a, like a simmer pot. And I use it to paint wards around the house. Right. Um, and I noticed a change in my spell work yesterday um, that like wasn't noticeable, but they made it noticeable. Um, I'm not directing any protection stuff towards anything spirit related anymore. Whereas used to, that used to be a thing in my head was like, I, I want protection from any negative entity, any negative person, whatever. Now my direction is more towards people, energies people create, um, natural harm, that sort of thing. And I was like, that's kind of incredible that I just, I've just naturally changed into that and done like okay obviously there's nothing i need to fear and then also as you guys were talking i remembered my dream from last night or like a piece of it and it was almost like a revisiting of a night terror i had when i was a teenager okay um there was a lot of activity around me all the time in my house and looking back at it i've had them show me how it actually was and it was kind of just they were all just hanging out really close um, but I was terrified of it. Okay. So much so that I was having night terrors, couldn't sleep without a light on, couldn't sleep without a TV on. Um, and my dream last night was kind of like revisiting a room from that dream. But as I am now without the fear, like I walked into the room, felt the uneasiness that the dream had or like the terror had. And I was like, Oh, I need to shine my light. And I did. And like, I could feel it, okay? And everything was fine. Everything was cool. And then that was right before I woke up too. And I was like, like, I don't know, just loops in with the enlightenment and the, the fear thing. Cause that's so cool. Um, and then also 
another piece. I was just telling Morgan before this got started that um, talking about manifestation and like how um, once you start uncovering and actually moving towards your your alignment, you know, um, man, the shit you can manifest, dude. My house right now. Okay, so like, there's been a very specific image in my head this entire time, even when I was fighting it and didn't want know if that was actually the right thing or whatever it was me on family land with all of us around homesteading and we each have our own piece uh, of business off to the side but we all have a main family business too and it's literally happening before my eyes right now like just last week my brother and like his situation home situation changed and now he's got a camper moved in my trailer's about to be moved in next week like it's blowing my mind a little bit you know like it's all just happening because I started letting go of the fear pieces and started being like okay this feels right so I'm gonna go towards it and it's all just weirdly easily happening you can't tell me there's not shit behind that. Like, you can't tell me yeah. there's just happenstance. Like, tons behind it. Are you kidding me? So, I don't know if you guys remember when we were off camera on the Manifestation podcast. We started talking about what we wanted to manifest. And freaking dumbass me. <laughs> Forgot what I was manifesting, as always, as I do. And I woke up this morning with full knowledge of it. Spirit was chattering in my ear. And I woke up with these thoughts of, remember this? You wanted this. And you wanted to be distracted by this while this was happening. Well, you had this. The distraction happened. And now we're over here. And now we're on this side of it. So what do you want to do next while you're waiting for this to continue? And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then they reminded me that they brought me a vision. And they brought me a vision um maybe maybe three or four weeks ago i don't i'm not sure now and i saw it and i was like okay i see this now that happened about mm, two weeks ago it happened it came up and she froze okay there you are so sorry um it happened the vision happened and it happened about two weeks ago. And I was like, are you for freaking real? And it only, again, it only came in to remind me this morning when I woke up. Spirit was like, hey, just so you know, whiner pants, tantrum McGee, here it is. <laughs> and I was like, sure, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the love of my hair. <clears throat> so I think as we continue to have these spiritual awakenings and the ever approachment of enlightenment and what it's going to look like in this life and alignment and all of this we have to remember that this part of the signs and symptoms of it is that we are going to be fucking kick-ass manifestors of whatever we're thinking of though yes yeah i know yeah. damn well that my impatience and my fear that this isn't going to happen elongates the process because they stop and they go they're like wait do you not want this now wait, hold on mm -hmm. and i make it manifest so I, my head hurts from today for how often i've been like oh shit i gotta get this right especially with the last days of the month and then the full moon like the super full moon and it's 755 of course it is because i guess 55s are stalking me 369 55 are stalking me heavy today and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I gotta, I gotta remember what I want the fast positive change to look like, what I want it to be like. I gotta remember my magic. I gotta remember the fact that I am magic, that I am magical, that I'm a master manifester. I have to remember these things. That shit is hard. It is human body. Like, why is it, it so is. complicated? Our, our, our everything about our lives have to change. So our routines absolutely cannot stay the same. 
that somebody in your life today, how do I remember my dreams? What you do the hour before you go to bed and what you do the first five minutes um, or actually what you do between the space when you acknowledge that you're awake and you're open your eyes are crucial. And so you can't binge social media and then open your eyes and pick your phone up and expect to dream at all and then to remember anything of it. Um, you know, so like if, if this is something that you choose to step through, then the work, the picking up the Pepsi can, the work, you have to do it. Everything Colin Bedell told me in a reading that um, the strength of my success is directly correlated to the strength of my morning routine. I hear that in my head waking up some days and it is a reminder that fuck around and find out also means do nothing, get nothing. Mm -hmm. And so Carlene said it, she said, feeling that intuition, be following what she's drawn to and getting out of the way. Same thing with Andrea, what gets her attention, gets her energy and what gets her energy, gets her manifestation. And so it's a lot of, it's not just like, spinning in the daffodils with flowy dresses and beads on like we would love it's not instagram no no enlightenment no. is not instagram no and and it can't or tiktok tiktok's a bit a little bit more realistic depending on what corner you find yourself on but it's fucking work enlightenment is going to therapy like that it's it's that working aspect of it you get to enjoy the fruits but you spend the majority of the time tending the vines you do. It's, it's, I'm glad you brought that up. It is a lot of work and you're right about the, you know, the fuck around, find out, but you can't just not do anything. But also when you're doing, you have to be at peace with it. Like you cannot panic in a situation when you are manifesting positive, good things in your life. You cannot panic. You need to be still and stay with it. Every single time. And like you said, in the morning, what you think, when I get up in the morning, I try to make sure that I have a peaceful morning with my dogs. Before I go to bed, I am either outside under the moon or somewhere at least 10, 15 minutes away from everybody else except my dogs. And then we chill. Like that whole thing, I, I think you're spot on with that. But I just wanted to say, yes, you have to do things, but I don't want anybody to think you have to constantly just work yourself to death because that is not what it's about mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Right. You have to do, but you have to do in peace, which yes. is in that stillness, which is in the knowing that it is what it is for you because you said it and you demanded it and you wrote it a long time ago. You said it. I mean, I we're sitting right here talking to one another. Bingo. I'm sorry. I said, I got goosebumps for anybody playing bingo. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Look that up. <laughs> I get excited about it because that is one thing I can talk about with y'all that I know a little bit about. The rest of it, I'm usually just learning. But that that is so true, though, and it's so hard because it is not easy. I can say that all day long, but if you knew how many times I thought about a situation and what should have occurred and what I could do to do better to respect that person, to pick this up, to take the trash, to see to that kid, and then all of a sudden I have everything that I need for them. But it's in that piece of knowing that it'll be there. I just got to show up and do my part, stay with it, and be in that piece of it. Yes. Yes. That's abundance versus scarcity. Yes. Did you see the, the comment in the chat? So he's teaching the next manifestation class. <laughs> what? So Tate is teaching the next manifestation class. Who said it? Kaylee. You're more <laughs> than welcome. You're more than welcome to come in and help teach it. Absolutely. There's a thing that Cryon says that I actually brought up in, <clears throat> in the last workshop. It's make no assumptions about timing. And this is found right on the cryon.com website. Um, it's a underscore channel handbook 05 HTML. They have this all for free information. Make no assumptions about timing. We've told you this from the beginning. When human beings ask for something, they feel they've purchased a ticket for a train. Then they tap their toe, expecting the train to come with God in it. It doesn't work that way. It's not a ticket at all. It's a request for synchronicity without any oh, no. Of no. Did you just You're rude. 
I'm sorry. Where did I freeze? I'll do it again. I'm uh, sorry. Blessed, uh, train with God on it. Yeah. Then they tap their toe, expecting the train to come with God in it. It doesn't work that way. It's not a ticket at all. It's a request for synchronicity without any assumptions of timing. Yeah. That Say that last one more time. Okay. It's a request for synchronicity without any assumptions of timing. Yeah. Mark and that. that's a hard one. That's a hard one, especially for me. I like control. I have been taught to do things now, now, now. This comes from past traumas, and it's something I'm unlearning. Do you know how many times in my day, Charity's voice, still, just be still, pops up for me? It's not even funny. It's not even funny. Followed by Sharon saying, well, what are you going to do about it? What can you do right now? Yeah. You can get back to X, Y, and Z. I need you to look mm -hmm. at this. Let's go over here. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yep, I need both of them to keep me in line because I'm going to fuck up my own manifestations. I need <laughs> both these beautiful, amazing women in my life to be like, here you go. Remember this? Remember yeah. what you wanted? Focus. Focus forward, baby. Yeah. <laughs> And that's something that comes along with enlightenment is the frenetics, because now you're paying attention to everything. You're seeing everything and you're trying to ass assign meaning. And we, we are pattern recognizers. I mean, that's what we do that uh, the human condition. And, and so we're trying to see and absorb and look and process and judge and weigh. And it's just, sometimes it gets like, did, 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 and, and that stillness is huge. And I'm so glad you said that because I have not had enough of that in my life. So that's something I, that's my homework. Well, it's a hard one. Yeah. You bought a ticket and it's coming, but you don't get to dictate when it's coming. And yeah. you don't get to dictate what the train looks like, who's mm -hmm. driving it and who's mm -hmm. on it. You just, mm -hmm. you purchased and there you go. You have to trust that while you're walking around the train station, when you're feeling that call to go back to your platform, you go. Mm -hmm. I think and sometimes the platform is at this place where you bought the train ticket. No. Sorry, Carly. Well, it was just bringing me back to like my first gift focus session. The number one thing spirit was telling me was to uh, slow down, be more mindful, live my life more mindfully. Um, and that helped so tremendously, like just to slow down just for the morning or right before bed um and take the time to think over your day or like think about what the day could bring like just five minutes in the morning five minutes a night you don't even need a lot and it's just like just enough to slow down and be like yeah to kind of like how when we first got on here and i was like yeah well today was started really rough but got better throughout the day by the end of the day i can admit that and i can see that and i can see how it all played out but it's the slowdown piece that gave me the opportunity to even see that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you can get still, I think when you, when you demand like a certain time or you expect things in a certain time, for me, you've put a panic on it, right? Because if you're like, it's got to happen within this amount of time. And then if it doesn't, then it creates panic when you're wanting it again. Yeah. And then you set another time limit and then you wound up over it again in, in something like worry or anxiety over it instead of just saying, this is going to happen. Not sure when, but I'm going to take every step I can to get to it. And just follow that. Like, just stay with it. And then the work part, and you're talking about the mind, that's a big thing. That's a hard thing, too. Because it's the fear that comes in. It's the things that we've played over and over and over in here that we have to stop, pull it out, and then you have to put something else in. Because the things of like, I can have this because it is mine. I deserve it. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with wanting it. There's nothing wrong with having it. Those kinds of things that the world tells you you cannot do. Yes, you can. That's, that's a lot of the rethinking that a lot of times that I have to do. And in... And even in teaching, sometimes it's like, I just tell them, I said, stop saying I can't. Because first off, it's a lie. 
And secondly, you have just automatically closed the door in your mind. Mm-hmm. And I do it. So it's that mind where, and it is hard. It is tough. You know, it's tough every day. Like every thought you're, you're processing so much information. Especially for the bigger stuff where yeah. you need other people's involvement in it. Yeah. It's, it's one thing for me to be like, oh man, I could really use a cold glass of water. Right. And the water from my sink is suddenly colder as I get up to go get it myself. That's still manifestation. But is. so is meeting your dream person, having your dream job, starting your dream business, having mm-hmm. a family, even just having you a... Froze. That's fun. You know, and having I, a dream business, big ideas, big things. It's so much fun. I just Are love technology here. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. So anyhow. Big dreams. That's the thing. All these things that we think are big. I was um I was listening to this woman, Mary Kate. She's pretty prominent on YouTube and she's huge into manifestation and helping people manifest. And one of the things she talks about is limits, that there really are none. Limits are belief systems that we bought into, that we make manifest in our own lives. And that took me a minute to swallow that pill. It's true. It's the story you tell yourself. Change your own narrative. Mm -hmm. You have power to do it. It takes work. But it's work that everyone can do. I'm just... I just want to say that because it's not like, it's not easy sometimes to change those thought processes. You know, sometimes it's just a day by day, minute by minute thing. You know? Every but, single thought that you catch and transmute into something else, that's one less thought that you had in that direction. It's a win. It is mm-hmm. a win. And then every time you do that, you are building on it and it becomes much easier to see it. Yeah. To stop yeah. yourself <clears throat> and also to stop other people and be like, hey, did you hear what you just said? Yes. You, you see what you, what the words that just came out of your mouth, like, right? And then they're like, they're looking at you, but then they realize, no, they didn't until you said something. They're like, oh, wow. I did say yep. it that way. Maybe you should change that and have it like ordered toward what you want <clears throat> in that direction instead of the reverse or the whatever. Yeah. Um, James Clear calls it the 1% rule the 1% every day. If you continue to get better 1% every day at the end of the year, you're, you know, I just, I tried to pull the chart up, but I didn't see it. Um, you know, you're hundred times better than you are, than you were. If you get 1% worse every day, you're 0.097% instead of one. So it's Mm -hmm. that it, you know, it, it doesn't take a lot of stuff, just 1% every day. Mm -hmm builds and becomes this massive amount of energy and intention and focus and focus on the right things in the right way you know carlene said something in the beginning about labels and boxes Mm -hmm. i remember um in 2020 spirituality on social media was completely different than it is now it's been really fascinating to witness but things like the clairs were all the rage and it was a really gateway, a great gateway into it because it brought you in tune with like your physical body. And I think that one of the things that I noticed, because I, I was 100% guilty of this, is that I stopped there and I said, oh, well, I'm claircognizant. And so that's, I am, right? I put myself in a box and it was self-limiting. I couldn't be anything else because I was claircognizant. Well, yeah, and. Um, and so when we get in these places, that dark night of the soul, or, well, I'm in a dark night of the soul, or I'm even on a high, I'm on a high, that when we, when we create those labels and we create those spaces, we limit the potential as well. When you're speaking of you manifesting is that if we say my cup is full, there's no more room for my cup. If I say I am a clear, you know, I have clear cognizance, then that's a drop in my cup and there's room for other things. Um, but same with shadow work, shadow work was all the rage and it was absolutely necessary, but then people got stuck in their shadow work and charity said it was a constant working on themselves and they never got to enjoy the fruits of their labor. It was, and so then all they saw was dirt and muck and they're like, this is stupid. I don't want any part of it. 
I was just stuck in that loop not that long ago. It happens. happens. Like, I was stopping myself completely because I was like, spirit kept telling me, you're picking out a scab that doesn't need to be picked. I felt like I was constantly searching for scabs, constantly trying to find something like, oh, I need to fix this or I need to fix that. And I don't. Like, just keep moving forward. Yeah, keep moving forward. But it's not, you know, it's like you said, it's not always easy. Like, I, I get stuck at times. Like, I do. I really have to pay attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I get checked on by people if I go quiet. But, I, you know, that's why. It's because there are times when I get stuck, you know. And I know I've got to get out of that. And I do try to work out of that. And it helps to have a community to help you do that, too. Because it happens to get stuck in things. We are human beings, like, trying to walk through this mud, through the mind and everything else. And it gets hard and it gets tough. But the thing for me is to always be like, you know, even if I get stuck, I always keep in the back of my mind, it's going to get better. Because it always has. And it always will. And that stays in there. So that plays the most and the loudest, even when it's hard to hear it, if that makes sense. But it's that it always gets better because it always has and it always will. Mine, and you just stay with it. Mine is constantly like something's got to give. Like something will give. This is not forever. That's my, mm -hmm. that's my light at the end of the tunnel every time. Right. Mine is everywhere you go, there you are. Yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah. You are your presence. You are your being. You are you and everything that it entails. Yeah. Forever in a day. Yeah. So did, did y'all have physical symptoms of enlightenment? Do mm -hmm. you have them? What do you what mean? Did what, uh, did you get headaches or migraines or dehydrated constantly did your food um preferences change did you become more hungry yeah. less hungry did y'all yeah. do you go through those when you cross those like big enlightenment thresholds and shifts and changes yes i have this past year yeah 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 i've noticed anecdotally because it's not like we have a, a study that we can do and i think jess was like oh I'll, I'll bring my stuff i'll do it is that i find people in spirituality tend to um need or want or be drawn to electrolytes more often even though we're not outside doing sweaty things it's like the use of our gifts drains us of those minerals and um i will feel terrible and you know just go take um an element drink a put an element in my thing and I feel better. And it's like, but I didn't do anything to need this. Also American diet sucks, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I'm magical. I get it. Um, but I find it interesting when other, you know, Andrea's like, don't forget your water. And it's like, yeah, we're dehydrated little mofos all the time. Yeah. Nobody else is. Why, why are we? And spirit will do that. The more time you spend in spirit, water is a really easy way for them to use as a conduit and an energy source. It's really easy to break apart those molecules, which causes dehydration. So, yeah. so I tell people in a get focus session, bring your water, you're going to need it. You know how many people I've seen come into a get focus session and they're like, no, I'm fine. Like I'm fine. I got my coffee. And then they go, actually, do you mind if I do? And I'm like, go ahead. <laughs> Well, yeah. one of them, like, I'm not bringing any suffering into this. So if I keep picking up on your thirst and it's mimicking in my body and my body's alerting me that your body is thirsty, this is an issue. You've got to take care of it. Yeah. And you've said, I can't tell you, I'd be a rich woman. Um, if I got a nickel for every time you said, don't be a hero, take a, take a Tylenol, take an ibuprofen. Yeah. Like it's weird. The physical manifestations of diving in this, we're not, it's like a rubber band being stretched and stretched and stretched and then let go. And we're like, what? And then you're stretched and stretched and stretched again. And sometimes you snap, but that's fine because now you're a new rubber band. Uh, so the physical aspect of it, I found very disconcerting in the beginning when I didn't understand, when I didn't have a community, I didn't understand what was going on. It's, I find it very interesting. The physical part. I had you guys to read, and like I still read and stuff, like on the Discord and and listen to everything. And that, so I kind of knew 
but I found it really, really interesting that it had such a physical toll on the body. Like in so many different ways, not just like in thirst, but like, I don't know about y'all, but three days after a meeting with you guys and I'm like, I'm walking everywhere. That's why I move so much. Like I can't. Well, I could, but I don't like to be still. <clears throat> but like for two or three days, like I'll just be pacing back and forth and, and doing things while I'm doing it. And I don't know. It's just, and it's interesting though, that it happens that way. You'd think I'd just crash, but I don't. I mean, I do after that, but it's not in a bad way though. I mean, like I rest, but it's so odd. So I saw a Tesla coil when you said that, and we're the, the, the pipes around the coil and it's just sending and shooting and we're working between each other. Um, so when, when you said that, like, I am filled with frenetic energy so much after this that, um, and so this is something else. Andrea is really good. She's been doing this in her entire life. She can hit the leave meeting and her zoom and she cuts the cord and she does whatever. Um, it's, I'm two and a half years in, I'm still learning how to cut that cord and to break that space. And so that's something that like, I really need to put my energy into because I can't afford to be frenetic for 36 hours and then exhausted for 36 hours. Like I can't afford it. Um, and so it's something that I really have to figure out what that looks like for me. And that's something else is when you get around other people, even in these virtual meetings, we are freaking lightning rods. Yeah. And it's incredibly important to learn how to, um, you know, dampen down what you're, and maybe it's just because I'm not just because, but it may be heightened because I am also an empath and I need to check that skill as well. But I definitely feel it too, Charity. But it's like going to the gym. Yeah. It, you get stronger and it has less of a physical toll the more you do it. Yeah. It's kind of like why spirit harps on and on and on about practice, 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 practice. It's, you get better at it and the body doesn't have such a toll taken. Like I've had clients who want to do repeat gift focus sessions and they'll be like, they'll be like that first one wiped me out. Then they take another one and they're like, I'm actually better. Yeah. Because repeating the same thing over and over again teaches the body that it doesn't have to have such a huge effect. And it really does enlighten us very quickly. It has that quick alignment of the body vibrations jumping up, but you, you got to go through it. It's definitely faster than gym progress, but it's pretty much on point. If you go in there and you use the same machine with the same weights for the same reps every single day, you're going to get stronger and you're going to feel it less. It's the exact same thing. It's a pain in the ass, but you got to do it. For exactly how long? <laughs> like, you know, that's an Andrea question. What are you doing? Do you know? That's an impatient Andrea question. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. I know. Because I do it all the I do that all the time where I, I know what I want to manifest and spirit says, yes, yes, yes. And and I got to wait for all the pieces to come in and it drives me fucking bananas. I'm like, but when, <laughs> like, when is that coming in? Come on. And I have get tantrum and princessy. But that, those doms that delayed onset muscle soreness, that'll kick you in your teeth too. And you're like, no, no, I'm mm -hmm. fine. And then you're like, I am no longer fine. Yep. Yeah. For me, it took... So, okay, let's remember that I went very, very hard at the beginning of my career when it bloomed. I had like a session a day, and then all of a sudden I was at eight sessions a day. And that was a lot. And some of those were 90-minute sessions, some of them were 15-minute sessions and everything in between because I used to do 15, 30, 45, 60, and 90-minute sessions. Jesus Christ. I would, do, I, I would have eight sessions a day blocked five, one day, four, one day. And it was all over the place, but it was like that for years until I finally hit a wall and was like, I got to slow down. I have to. Now I do two, three, sometimes four sessions a day. And I kind of cap it. And I feel really good through that. When it's me 
though now it used to be super easy for me to just talk to spirit all the time. Just me and them. Easy. No physical symptoms, no nothing. Now I'm getting headaches talking to them because one, my team switched because I switched mm-hmm. different energies and I got to get used to it all over again. Plus now I'm not just home and secluded on my little, my little hill in my own home. Now there's public all around me too. So there's a lot more going on. And I would say it took me a couple weeks to get really used to it. But again, that's because I hit it really hard. And if you do, I mean, it is, it is similar to ripping the bandaid off. It's going to sting, but at least it's quicker than doing like three sessions a day for a couple weeks and then adding four and yada, yada. But again, I'm a bull in a china shop. I am head down, focus forward. Like, but I was just thinking too, just a random thought. Spirit was like, your impatience says you're insecure about it. And the insecurity makes it take longer. If you can just know it to be a fact and then take your hands off of it, it comes faster to you. I'm like, fine, I guess I'll have faith in humanity and the pieces moving in the right place. And I don't really want to, but I guess I will. Shit's hard. So like when we manifest, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I like what you were saying about um, the thing from Cryon about how we're signing up for all the synchronicities to fall into place, right? It's That's the mind-blowing part to me is watching it all seeing the synchronicities fall in this into place and it's like okay if i wouldn't have had that breakdown two weeks ago and did some shadow work for a second like some of this shit might not have happened yeah yeah absolutely That whole just do and know it's done. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. Yeah. Because it's a hard one. We are not taught security around ourselves, each other, even spirituality. How many times have we heard somebody say, well, how do you know who you're actually talking to? And it's not some trickster that's coming to fuck with you. And I'm oh, like, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard know that it's not just, yeah, the, just the voice in your head. And I'm like, well, because I know what she sounds like. I mean, she and I, we're fine. And then you have to explain it. Yeah. Well, you don't have to, but then they're like, they want an explanation and you're going, I, uh, yeah, it gets, it gets tricky. It gets, it's like, oh no, maybe are they right? Am I correct? Am I, no, you check that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. a trickster coming to play i wish (laughs) love that comment just today on one of my facebook videos and i was like i don't know how to continue to explain to you that nothing in spirit is gonna hurt you unless you specifically have signed up for that and said hey this is what i want the hard pill to swallow And I'll be honest with you, I'm still not 100% bought into that idea, right? I still feel like there are certain things that are mischievous, mercutial, tricksty little fuckers. And and that's okay. Um, I'll get there eventually. Uh, but in the meantime, it's kind of like, you know, I still have that whale. Like, I don't think that there's anything that's going to come harm me, right? But I do feel like there's a little bit of that sort of like tongue in cheek sideways. Are you, are you, you know, are you sure you want to try that out? Because I mean, we can, it, it'll be fun. Um, and understanding that that's part of it. And that's not something to be fearful of. Mm-mm. Because they're asking you, they're straight up saying, Hey, are you sure? Like in new Orleans, Charity and I had this conversation that I'm like, y'all are just going to go flitting around this city full of a whole bunch of stuff. And you're like, yeah, we don't believe anything's out here to get you. And I'm like, 
I keep having dreams and visions and conversations in my head in the shower about how I'm going to tell the vampires to leave you alone, that you are not the sparkly, shiny toy that they can play with, that you poor little doo-doos and just stop looking at you. Just how am I going to tell them that? That doesn't give us into some sort of like crazy act with a New Orleans vampire <laughs> that now we have this weird protection and then we owe them a debt before we leave. What am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? So I have a script written out in my head of how I'm going to, because I can see it. I know the exact corner it's going to happen on. And then I was telling Charity and she was like, oh, thank you, me too. It's so when you get down here, I told Jenny, I said, we were standing on the corner and something straight just clocked me in the ear and shut me down and made me deaf. And I was like, oh, we got to go now. Move. Let's go. When you come into the city, there's a lot of stuff there. I don't know. It clocked me. And I was like, I got to go. I'm not in the right place. Got to go. Bye. Well, seriously. New Orleans makes me think of how many human created entities are there. Mm-hmm. Those That's are the things I, I do worry about. But yeah. it's there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't worry about that stuff at all. I do not Good. worry about anything that is a human construct. I just don't buy into it. I don't believe it. They can believe it all they want to. I just don't. It cannot get to me because I don't believe in it and it has no power over me. Whew. Well, <laughs> I don't dare you and I are going to be like... You see that? I didn't see nothing. Did you nope. see nothing? I didn't see nothing. Okay, let's go. You're gonna laugh so hard when you see my merry little ass just continuing on. Like that was cool. Let's keep going. Yeah, we'll be like, yeah, yeah. There's paper ventilating in the back of the group. It's like I've turned a corner and went, that is not a direction I need to go. Yeah. I just I, I didn't see no, nothing. You will. And you yeah, just walk away. Bad. And it's not the, the human aspect. It's not the human aspect, right? I know, you know, I got a pretty good idea of what corners not to, to go down. But there are some corners that you think are fine and you're like, nope, not today. And you just didn't see nothing it, and you keep on going. It gives you that feeling. And it does. It'll give you that feeling sometimes where I'm just like, we're, we're not going down there. And I don't know what it is. It could be a lot of, but I know, like, if I say I'm not going down there, you can go if you want to, but I'm not. Because of And you are on your own. Like, let me know if you make it up. No, <laughs> no, it's most of the time it's not really like, I've never had any issues except for that last time. And that was, I don't know what it was. It was the weirdest thing, but, and I don't know where it came from. But I knew in that instant, I don't know, it could have been somebody way back going, I don't know. But I was hit and I was like, I got to move. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, I'm in fear of my life. I'm in fear of something happening. I was just like, we got to get off this street corner. Yes. We got to go. Yeah. We got to move. So, and <sighs> there's a lot down there. Like, if you feel the city and all that stuff, like, oh, it's so much. It's fun. I love it. And like, I've never, I'm not really one to like get scared, but like I am leery. I am aware and I am on watch when I'm there because there's so much human and then so much other because of humans and because of other things. Yeah. You know, you're on the water, you're in a fishbowl where the ground is literally water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, they've also like, you walk on cemeteries that used to be there and they're not anymore. And like all this kind of stuff in the lore. Right? Just the tales that they tell are fascinating. Yeah. It's all alive, right? So, so I have this mystery yeah. and magic to it that's just fantastic. But I am leery in some places. Like with Jenny, I'm like, I'm not, I'm thinking about all of y'all. I'm like, if I just keep going in this area, you know, because it's New Orleans. But I've never, I've never had any trouble. I've never. Yeah. And even when I like got smacked the last time, it was just like, it wasn't like, I was hurt. It was just like I went deaf and I was like, we got to go. Like, whatever it is, whether it's physical, spiritual, whatever, I need to move from where I am right now in this city to somewhere else. And that's it. So well, it's the similar yeah. it's the similar feeling of like when you are walking through the woods and all of a sudden you're like, I don't need to be in this spot right now. It, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's like the same vibe. So I mean there's play like I can question it. 
from the safety of somewhere else. I can look back on it and go, what did I feel here? See, I can do the rundown, mm -hmm. but I'm not doing it in that moment. And that's where, you know, part of the enlightenment is trusting that intuition. Carleen Charity, you've all said it earlier, it's trusting that intuition when something throws that red flag up to go, am I in danger? Um, or is it, is it just something I don't know? And then go, okay, well, if I need to look at it over there, we can look at it over there. And to me, it's a balance. Yeah. That, trusting that intuition in general, because we are taught that the, we are, we are taught not to trust ourselves. We are taught to defer our autonomy and our choice to someone else. And when we have those intuitions flaring the way they do, especially in the very beginning, we're not accustomed to it. It can also be disconcerting, uh, but learning to, to trust that it is you and then to learn the language of you uh, is another big thing that helps you that helps as you as you go and as you grow to understand the difference between I am danger, get me out of here, or ooh, this is fun, I need to investigate, or mm, that's not for me, um, that's somebody else's, that's fine, I'm gonna leave it with them, I don't need to take it with me. Or uh, no, you, I'm sorry, here's a boundary, I'm not sorry, here's a boundary, you have to stay on the other side of it until X, Y, and Z, or forever. It's learning the language of your intuition, I think, is is um, is also something that takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Maybe not for some people. It did for me. On that note, we are about to end and go into After Dark, where I'm sure we will pick up this conversation even more in depth, which I am actually really looking forward to. I want to say thank you to everyone who came in to share their experience with enlightenment to our fantastic producers, Sharon and Morgan, as well as charity, Jenny and Carlene for being here tonight. I'm Andrea Lovett. And this has been another episode of the sweet release healing round table. Please give us a listen, a like, and a follow.